I'll fuck you, you win. I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So we just cut together like one of those YouTube, like, uh, uh, Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. La, 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 la. And welcome to episode 89 of the Skank First Podcast, a podcast where each and every week we discuss, we review, we talk about some of the best defensive podcasts from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. I'm gay. I'm also your host, the Dave Smith of Fancasts, the funder from Down Under, the man of a thousand pop culture sound bites. Shame those disgusting bitches who have had an abortion. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Double J. All right, there we go. Um, really... This, this is like the, the come down episode or the cool down episode. Like there's not really a lot this week that happened. There wasn't really that much to talk about. There were no four hour episodes of Rogan with Shane and Norman and Ari. There wasn't episodes where Ari was on the floor in a, you know, a puddle of his own vomit. Um, Lewis didn't try and punch a fan or have a 60 year old flash a pussy at him. Really just a quiet week. Melancholy, very tempered week. But one thing did happen that I do. I took twenty minutes before I recorded this episode to do a slight little bit of research on. So, <clears throat> before we get into everything else, so let's talk about this to stretch this out because this is going to be like a chick podcast. This will be like forty-five minutes because, like I said, there's not that much to talk about. Nothing overly big happened this week, you know. So yeah. Anyway, Shane Gillis. Damn, that sucks. Also known for memorable quotes like, In my defense, I got surrounded by losers. And, Shame those disgusting bitches who have had an abortion. <laughs> appeared on a barstool show called The Yak. Never heard of it. I knew a few of the faces from, you know, their social media stuff. I'd never actually watched the show. Anyway, they're doing this thing, like, they're having a drinking game of some sort. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. And one of the young Asian-American interns who goes by the name of Stephen Chan, C-H-E-A-H, um, finds out halfway or three-fourths through the show why Shane got fired from SNL. Um, if you're not aware why Shane got fired from SNL, it's um, pretty obvious. And if you're also, you don't know why Shane got fired from SNL and you're listening to this, where the fuck you been? <laughs> anyway, so he finds out about this during a commercial break or whatever. Um, we should also, we should, I should also say that Shane's probably twelve to twenty-four cans deep at this moment, and the the chinks also had a few. And I'll refer to him as Stephen, the chink, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, and um, and Shane says, yeah, like I was goofing off, you know, hey, it cost me my dream job. You know, I, I fucked up, you know. To which Stephen replies, you were either goofing around or we are going to have to wrestle. Now, I should also add that everyone on the show, including the producers and the interns, have all got their face painted like wrestlers. You've got fucking Wolfpack Sting. You've got fucking Stevens dressed up as, like, one of the members of the Road Warriors. Shane's dressed up as a, you know... Fucking a Philadelphia Eagle. Um, it's it's a silly podcast, obviously. They're all fucking wasted at this point. And this chink decides to get tough. 
saying, you know, Shane has two choices. He can either say he was playing, he was joking around, or they're wrestling. Because in his mind, in Stephen's mind, his tiny, very good at maths mind, he's defending a few billion Asians' honour. Um, we should also add that um, this kid is built like a Thai lady boy, and Shane is built like Shane. Okay? So it wouldn't be a close fight. Um, Shane plays it cool. He takes the high road. He doesn't feed into this clear setup of shenanigans and says, yeah, I was just joshing around. I was just being silly. I was on a podcast, one of the few video recorded podcasts I did back in the day, and I said something silly. In the attempt, in the pursuit of comedy. To Steve... Um, so Stephen asked Shane to prove his love for the Asians by saying, what's his order at a Chinese restaurant? I don't know why that, you know, if you have a particular order, you always order at a Chinese restaurant. That means that you love Asians, apparently. But yeah, that's what he wanted. He wanted him to tell Stephen what his order was at a Chinese restaurant. This annoys Shane to no end. And he tells the kid how he's a nobody and he's clearly doing this to be a main character on the show instead of a nobody fucking side character. And then this <laughs> this fat fuck host who's painted like the ultimate warrior proceeds to repeatedly ask Shane, say your order. You know, say your order. Say you love fucking sweet and sour chicken. Just say your order. Say your order. He says this 35 times in the space of about two minutes. And, like, Shane doesn't even look angry at this point. It's just killed his buzz. Like, he's sitting there and he's scratching. Like, you can see it in his face. He's contemplating what's happening here. He's scratching his chin and he's sitting there going, am I being set up here? Is this, am I being fucking, is this all fucking, like, set up for me to fucking beat the fuck out of an Asian? You know. And, and, eventually, and eventually Shane does get quite annoyed and he says, here's my order. Get fired. <laughs> And promises Jackie Chan that he will make sure that he doesn't work here anymore. Um, <laughs> this is the point where Shane's like, come in here, try and beat me up. Try and fight me. Because I've got fucking 150 pounds on you and I'm a lot fucking taller than you and I will squish you. Um, anyway, Asian walks from the booth into the studio and stands in front of Shane and gestures for him to get up and stand up and wrestle with me. Because we're going to wrestle. Um, someone with a few brain cells left stands between Shane and this dude and says, you can't try and fight the guests on the show. Um, and then things end relatively abruptly. He's escorted out of the studio. Um, what is with interns and, you know, producers always trying to fight guests on shows? Why does it always happen? Like, I've got it here somewhere. Where is it? You remember this? You want to know what my hypothesis is? Go for it. You're a faggot. Do you remember when Dylan was on an episode of Real Life Podcast, was in the studio, he was in the production part of the studio, and he was punching the mic because he wanted to go in there and beat the fuck out of Dalton? Then he ended up almost quitting, walking outside into the rain and crying. Like, who in their right mind tries to fight a comedian? On a podcast. It's ridiculous. Anyway, there's a few questions, follow-up questions, 
to ask about this whole thing. And I'll link it in the in the fucking synopsis of the show. Um, first up is, how badly would have Shane beat the complete shit out of this tiny Asian twink and would it have been considered a hate crime? Because Shane would have killed him. Shane was drunk. And this, <laughs> and this tiny little Asian fucking twink had probably had one-eighth of what Shane had drunk. And he was drunk. He's sitting there on the fucking mic fucking... Let's wrestle. He's he's burping and he's he's got the fucking wobbles. Um, imagine if Shane did that. Imagine Shane just smacked him once, just just one nice hit. Would have been fucking. It would have been plastered on every fucking Reddit page. Every fucking. It would have been everywhere. And then the other question is: Was this a set up from the start? B someone halfway through the pod saw a way to go viral and stir the pot, or see completely, it, this all happened completely organically. It's A or B. Like, this is, like, some really absurdly shit. Like, some absurd shit. Like, this looks set up. Like, I don't know if it was set up before the podcast. I don't know if it was set up during. I don't know if someone's gone, hey, let's go. <laughs> let's tell fucking Bruce Lee here. That Shane got fired from SNL because he said chink. Somebody needs to tell her that her pussy stinks. Like, maybe someone, or maybe someone had the bright idea because they were 12 cans deep. Like, let's tell this fucking, like, this Thai lady boy that Shane said twink, and that's why he got fired. And he's, you know, he's got liquid courage in him. He wants to be tough. He wants to defend his honor as an Asian American. That's my guess. Someone's... Pulling the string. Someone's the puppet master. Yeah. Dig it. Anyway. Interesting. I'll link it in the bio. I'll link it in the synopsis. You can all watch it for yourself. Come to your own conclusions. And now we get to what we came here to do. What we do every week. Oh, also, I should add. It's my birthday this week. I turn 29. I've been on this earth for 29 years. And I could not give a single fuck. Like, you want to know what my hypothesis is? Go for it. You're a faggot. I don't want to do anything. I don't have any interest in doing a birthday. I don't. I don't want anything. I don't care for it because it's twenty. Well, first off, it's twenty nine. No one celebrates twenty nine. Who gives a fuck? You turn twenty nine. And second of all, I'm just. I've said this before on the podcast for a while. Like, I don't care for my birthday. You know, if you want, you know. Buy me some socks or a nice jacket and give me a cupcake with a candle in it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I don't like having a big deal made of me. Hey, but if you want to say happy birthday, you can always say happy birthday. Um, anyway, honorable mentions. Wait, my bitch, nigga. Buy your own damn fry. The Joe Rogan experience with Gina Carano. And I simply put this down because I just wanted to say Gina Carano's put on the pounds. She a, she a thick girl. But boy, she'd still get it. We should also add, um, when you're on a podcast with Joe Rogan saying the U.S. government purposely released COVID onto the public for some weird Illuminati purpose or whatever, and Rogan talks you down saying that that's silly, you've probably known you've gone a bit too far down the K-hole or a bit too far down the rabbit hole. Because when Rogan's telling you that something's silly, it's pretty silly. Um, 
And not just for that, you could also tell that in general she's a complete dog brain. She's a, like she'd been punched in the head maybe one too many times. You've also got to remember that woman stepped in a cage with Chris Cyborg, who was essentially Vandalay Silver with a wig. That's a bad bitch. And she got teed up for it. She still get it, but she there's not much going on up here. And then we get to broad topics, the Congdon sisters. Um, I just want to mention, because I've noticed this recently, you ever notice how these podcasts, like this podcast or like chick podcasts in general, are always like 20, 30 minutes shorter than most podcasts with dudes on it? Is that because women are dog brains? <laughs> Like, why? Like, once you take the ads out of this sh- this podcast, it's like 25 minutes. And yet, you know, and there's not a lot of substance there. They're talking about shit the Congdon sisters did as kids and cartoons they grew up with and high school crushes. But it's just incredibly short, you know? Because, you know, like all the podcasts I listen to, I usually listen to on, you know... 1.5, 1.2 speed. So a 20-minute podcast is like 14 minutes. It's nothing. Anyway, um, also, yeah, despite, despite what I've seen in the comments and all the stuff on Reddit, Kim Condon is the hottest sister, followed closely by glasses, and then the other sister just looks like a Puerto Rican Alex. She's all forehead. That's it. <laughs> it yeah. <laughs> Glasses would get it, though. Glasses, she's cute. But I also just have a thing for glasses. And then we get to Sean Kingberg, panties in the mouth. Um, Lemaire talks how about he's, he's not a fan of reparations and stuff like that. And then he says, Andy says that an idea would be, instead of giving reparations, to give tax breaks to make up for the centuries of slavery and suffering. To which... Lee says that was the same thing Patrice O'Neill said before the CIA killed him with diabetes. Like, if we're at the point, like, it's... Like, I understand. I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because I'm trying to have a cheek podcast here. I'm trying to have this podcast end in, like, 45 minutes. Why? Because I can't. But if we're at the point now, because like, I understand that... I can't remember the name of it, but, like, Jews these days, like, Jews born in the 21st century still do feel a certain amount of anxiety and grief and and all that kind of stuff from the Holocaust. Like, it's generational grief. Like, it's embedded in their blood. It's embedded in their DNA. So I'm sure there's a a lot of African-Americans who still feel the suffering and the pain caused by slavery. Years of slavery. Decades, centuries of slavery. So if we're going to go down the reparations route, maybe tax breaks is the right idea. Maybe, you know, instead of just giving the money to, you know, buy crack with. I don't know. But maybe you could just, like, in Australia, obviously, like, not to compare the two, but we did a lot of fucked up shit to the Aboriginals. Like, a lot of stuff. We, and it's different too because it was, 
you know, they were here first, technically. We did a lot of fucked up shit to them. The Aboriginals are the equivalent of the Indians in America, not the dothead ones, the, that one. We put them on the verge of extinction. They now make up, like, I think it's like half a percent of Australia's population. We did a fucking good job wiping them out. And then we tried again in the early 50s and 60s with the stolen generation, where we essentially said, we're going to take your kids and raise them as white kids. We tried really fucking hard. Um, but what we've done now is we've given them, we've given them a lot of their land back. You know, we've said, we're really sorry for this. Here's this wildlife park we had. It's now yours. Do what you do what it do with it what you wish. Now technically, because African Americans weren't there first, you can't really do that, but maybe you can figure something out, like, you know, like give them just some just give them a really shit state. Like, hey, so like sit there and go, listen, we made some mistakes. We we look back and we regret some of them. Dude, you're being you're being so gay right now. Here's Montana. Here's um, South Dakota. Take it. Do with it as you wish. Or you, you know, like here, Antifa's already fucked it. Have Portland. Yeah, just an idea. Yeah. And if I don't record this podcast next week, you'll know the CIA has shot me in the head. Sorry, I I mean I would have hung myself and then shot myself in the head twice. Um, and then Andy gives his thoughts on Roe v. Wade. Um, sorry, sluts. Shame those disgusting bitches who have had an abortion. <laughs> this is also the Roe v. Wade episode. I didn't talk about it last week, obviously. I didn't go into that much detail of it, so it's a little bit here. It's getting, everyone's got an opinion on it. And then we get to Come Town Premium, the first production meeting of the Adam Friedland show. And that also was something that happened two days after I released the podcast. It's officially now the Adam Friedland show. It's not Come Town anymore. It's not a spin-off of Cumtown. Cumtown's fucking dead. And as it should be. Um, so this is their first on-air production meeting of the Adam Friedland show with executive producer Nick Mullen. Um, Mullen intends to try to fall into a Lauren Michaels role and find another obese comedian he can slowly kill. Um, any ideas? Can we get Andy from Pennies in the Mouth? Can we get fucking... Brendan Sagalow, Zach Amico. Like, there's, there's, there's a rogues gallery of very funny comedians that are obese that, you know, they're just knocking on death's door. Um, Nick, and then Nick also believes that true crime podcasts are only as big as they are is because of the creepy synth music sucks people into the show. Besides the music, it's really just the news, isn't it? When you think about it, a true crime podcast is simply just a news article or it's, you know, a story, but it's that, like, used to have it on, it came, it literally came with the soundboard. That's, that spooky music comes with the soundboard. Let's see if we <laughs> can get through it without saying the N-word. <laughs> um... Yeah, like, there's some, listen, there's some really good crime podcasts. I just don't have time to listen to them. And to be honest with you, don't think I really want to anymore. 
like if I was on a car drive and I was, you know, I was with my girlfriend and we're like, let's listen to something. I'm not going to be like, hey, let's listen to, you know, Lewis talk about rape for four hours. But besides that. My son's mother took my child away from me and now dates a giant black man that I have to go and pretend to like because I'm not funny. It is crazy how big crime podcasts actually are these days. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> and then we get to episode one of the Adam Friedland show. This is a test episode because apparently Nick got COVID. Adam doesn't have COVID, but his chicks, chicks got COVID and he feels sick. So he's probably got COVID too. Um, they talk about Trump trying to hijack his own limo during January 6th so he could get out and join the people and help them, you know, fight and a rigged election or some gay shit like that. I would never suck a guy's dick. But if I did, it'd be one of the best sucks he's ever had. But did you hear about this? So apparently what Trump, well, they're saying that Trump did. Um, Supreme, Leader, Supreme Leader Trump, I should add. Um, apparently... He told the limo driver to turn the limo around. Go back to, you know, where they did the riot, where they did the insurrection, yada, yada, yada. And they said, no, we're not. So apparently Trump, Trump, he trumped. <laughs> Trump lunged for the fucking steering wheel, was held back by two Secret Service, oper like, you know, security guards, and then proceeded to try and fight them off to grab the wheel. So... Some people are saying the idea that Trump would attempt to grab the steering wheel and fight off two Secret Service security bodyguards is a bit of a stretch. It's fucking insane to think that Trump would do that. Like, it's a ridiculous notion. Why? Why would he do it? How would he do it? It's, it's absurd. But get it stretch, stretch limo. Fuck you, laugh at my jokes. <laughs> um, Nick compares the Adam Friedland show to your new stepdad that doesn't beat or molest you after your real dad is, you know, just leaves and doesn't care anymore for you. And it's quite fitting. It makes a lot of sense. Um, they also say they're going to Tim Dillon, Joe Rogan route with a, you know, they're going to have video... Um, so it's going to be a podcast with a video medium um, and they're going to have a set and, you know, they're going to put all the bells and whistles on. Why? Because that apparently makes money. It's true. Tim Dillon makes money. Joe Rogan makes money. Is it because it's a video format and they've got a really nice set? Probably not. If that was the case, Colin Tyrrell would be way more successful than he is. Um, and then... They talk about some of Adam's dreams that he's had recently. I think it's called Adam's Dream Corner, where Adam talks about his dreams. And in one dream, he talks about having a gay dream. Um, yeah, he essentially just talks about having a gay dream. Because Adam Friedland's a faggot. <laughs> uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> um, he also talks about a dream of him and his girlfriend being babies and sneaking under a cubicle to have sex while his family watches. It was quite bizarre. And then Adam then proceeds to do a Asian stone cold impression. 
Yep, you. That's that's right. That's what I said. You know, instead of drink, you know, instead of, you know, pouring two beers over his head, it's two bottles of soy sauce, two bottles of sake. Um, <laughs> and that's, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like the idea that an Asian stone cold. Oh, that's the bottom line because stone cold says so. Um, there's also no ads on this, you know, the, the normal podcast because all those ads are for Cumbtown. No one wants to sponsor the Adam Friedland show. Uh, to which Adam panics because he's a Jew and he likes money and says we need to go back to Cumbtown. Um, this, is, this is the new era. This is a new generation. This is the new Cumbtown. It's the Adam Friedland show. And Nick is carrying it on his back. As, as well as he can. And then we get to Amora Fate with Sean Payton and Giannis Papas, the bonfire. So Jay's apparently been doing yoga with Bert. Well, Jay's doing, was doing yoga with Bert on the fully loaded tour. So instead of Jay, we get Sean and Giannis. Um, we also find out that Dan's birthday was the same day they overturned Roe v. Wade. So that must have sucked for Dan Soda. It always sucks when like, and I do have a little bit of this, like when your birthday falls on a quite sad event. Like think about it. If you're, if you're born or your birthday's September 11, that day sucks. Like no one wants to celebrate your birthday on September 11. And I know this because my grandfather, his birthday was September 11. And every time his birthday would come around, we'd go, ish. Sheesh. For me, for example, my birthday is July the 7th, which is the same day as the London bombings, which happened in 2008, 2007. You know, like... So it's all... It's the same thing with Christmas. Like, if you're born on Christmas Day, it's like, hey, look, it's Christmas, everyone. And you're like, give me fucking attention. It's my fucking birthday. I want love. Give me love. <laughs> Your dick is too small. <laughs> anyway, so Sean believes he can now drink Shane Gillis. This is this podcast happened right after the whole Shane and Ari Joe Rogan thing. Um, and they discuss it a little bit in depth. Like you know, the only chance Sean's got is to end it early. You know, like you don't want to go into deep waters with Shane Gillis in a drinking competition because he will drown you. He is the Khabib of drinking. You need to end it, and you need to end it quick. You know, because he'll go 12, 13, 14 deep. And he will still show enough self-control to not beat the fuck out of an Asian. And it also depends on the drink. Like, if it's a shitty American beer, you've given Shane Gillis home-field advantage. But if it's like a, like a, an exotic drink or a mixed drink or even a wine, Patton's got more of a chance. But if it's like Bud Light or something like that, you're fucked. You know, you need to take as many advantages away from Shane as you can. Drink whiskey. Do a whiskey drinking competition with him. And speaking of Shane, speaking of the young bull. Fuck yeah, dude. There's old women standing outside your house calling you a slut for listening to this. 
Partying with the Girls, Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Um, apparently, all the McCusker boys growing up were all scared of the dark. I mean, all of them. Not just one of them. All of them. Now, do you think it was sort of like, well, the oldest one was scared of the dark, and then the, the second youngest was scared of the dark, and then the third youngest was scared of the dark because the oldest was scared of the dark? Or did they, you know, like... I wasn't really ever scared of the dark. I didn't really have a nightlight. Like, didn't really bother me. Like, I slept with the TV on, but that was just because I could never sleep. So I wonder why. I wonder why all three of them are scared of the dark. It's really interesting. Anyway, Matt talks about putting his his fingers in baby shit, like, you know, when you put your hand down the back of a nappy to see if they've shit, and they've shit. And Shane talks about having a nephew um, who had this constant need to try and shit in, every, in different rooms. So he'd be in the he'd be in the bedroom and like sitting in the corner squatting and taking a shit, which is what kids do. Kids do that. Um, then they ask, and then Matt asked Shane, "What would Shane do if four fourteen-year-olds came up to him and tried and fucked him up? Like try and fuck him up? Like, you know, Shane's walking down the street." Do, 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 do. Fucking. What a gay ass bitch. Walking down the street and then like four or five 14 year olds pull up and go, you know, give us all your money. Or they start fucking with him. Um, how badly does Shane fuck up those kids? <laughs> and how many 14 year olds does it take to beat up Shane Gillis? You know. You could also ask how many Asian fucking <laughs> does it take to beat up Shane Gillis? I'm going to say the amount of, the same amount of 14-year-olds it takes probably is the same amount of <laughs> chinks it takes. <laughs> said it anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, Matt, for the second week in a row, talks about, you know, um, oh, what was it? Um, psychics in the military, um, like they're able to remotely view hostage situations and shit. Um, yeah, it... I don't know, what do you want me to say? It's Matt, it's Matt McCuster shit. Um, shoplifting has gotten so bad in the States because no one stops shoplifting anymore. Like, you can literally walk into a shopping stall, shopping center, pack your fucking trolley with a whole bunch of shit and walk out. I think, the, I think what the rule is now in, like, certain blue states is if it's less than $1,000 or is it less than $100? Something like that. But it's gotten so bad that now locking up the pistachios. They're now just putting fucking everything behind a fucking glass fucking screen. That's the point we're getting to. Your kids, are, you can't get abortions. Your kids are getting shot up at school. And you can't even go into a fucking grocery store and get pistachios. That's the world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. Damn, that sucks. Anyway, and then they talk a bit about Roe v. Wade. Because everyone was talking about Roe v. Wade. And Matt puts it in a really unique way. Would you kill a puppy to have a chick, you know, to save a chick from entering, you know, single motherhood? Like, you know. Would you kill a puppy to get a chick out of being a poor single mother, you know? 
it's an interesting question. Like everyone loves puppies. I love puppies. I love puppies more than most people. But would you kill one to save a woman 18 years of being under the poverty line, struggling to make ends meet? And like, and I know I've got, you know, fucking where is it? I can't find it now. I can never find it when I need theirs. I know I have this. Shame those disgusting bitches who have had an abortion. (laughs) But Matt and Shane's opinion is right in the middle. They look at it from a very human life perspective. You know? They don't want to kill infants or babies. But at a certain point, poor people having kids is never good. And I think the way Shane and Matt look at it is probably the right way. It's very much a Bill Clinton circa 1998 way of looking at it. Um, well, what was his wording for it? I just listened to it like half an hour ago. It was, it was safely, it was essentially safely but rare. You know, like a dirty little secret. Something to just... It happens, but we don't want it out in the open. And and Matt and Shane are also right. Like, this whole thing. And I think this is the last time I talk about it on this podcast. Oh, no, I don't. I lie. Um, this whole thing should be approached with a bit more love and understanding. And maybe, just maybe, this is being used to distract you from the fact that you know, gas is at an all-time high and the housing market's about to fall apart and, you know, interest rates are rising, cash rates are rising, but, you're, you're, you know, you're, your paycheck isn't getting any bigger. Maybe this is all here to distract you from something else. Just a thought. Just a, something to think about. And then we get to my ding with Dan Perlman and Kareem Green, the bonfire. Um, Soda talks about how he used to bring home lunches from set on season two of Billions. So he would essentially get a second lunch and bring it home with him. Hey man, you know, you, you got to hustle. You got to do that shit. Like when I was a chef, I never, I paid like $50 a week in groceries. I never ate at home. I would, I would try and stockpile as much food as I could. Um, obviously to talk about one of the biggest stories that happened this week and that's R. Kelly getting 30 years. For child sex trafficking. Um, I'm also, I didn't get around to researching this. So I'm not sure if it's true or not. I don't know. But I remember hearing or reading that R. Kelly's first night in, you know, real jail, real prison, all the other inmates pissed on him. In my defense, I'm surrounded by losers. I don't know if that's true. But if that's true, that's fucking funny. Like, the first night where R. Kelly's about to spend the next 30 years of his life, like, he's not making 30 years. If he's around the general populace, populace, he ain't making 30 years. Someone's gonna fucking kill him. But imagine the first night, fucking prisoners are just walking past and they just piss in your cell. Or they try and piss on you. That's one way of you know, life is just, life just has a, life is just a karma. It just, it all comes around in the end, doesn't it? It all works its way out. 
Clean the ugly my dick, yeah. Fagarino. Hey, I'm getting my <laughs> fucking ass blown out of Reno. <laughs> um, also, Janine Maxwell also got 20 years for child sex trafficking kids to no one. She trafficked all these kids to apparently no one. Because she's the only one that's spending time in jail for it. Um, also someone who will not see 20, who will not see the end of a 20-year sentence, but for entirely different reasons. Once again, the old, you know, she, she killed herself, she hung herself, and then she shot herself in the back of the head four times. Um, Jay talks about there was a time in the early 2000s when the video of R. Kelly peeing on a child was sold on corners of streets in New York. Now, to be fair, it, if you watch the video, it's not like child porn. It's literally just R. Kelly whipping his dick out and pissing on someone in the stay in, in the audience, who just happened to be what was it, fifteen, sixteen? But that was like that wouldn't that would never happen today. Because we don't sell shit on corners of streets anymore. It would be just widely accepted on the internet. You could find it anywhere. Um, and then lastly, um, I, I think it's um, Kareem asked Jay, with everything he's seen on the internet, with everything we've seen on the internet, because let's face it, like if you, you know, if you're under the age of 50 but over the age of 15, you've seen some shit on the internet. Um, is there anything left that if you saw would shock you? And I thought about it. Like, I, I thought about this question for a long time and I went, I genuinely don't think there's anything left that would shock me. I've seen some fucking grotesque shit. I've seen, you know, everyone's seen the beheadings. I've seen the pain Olympics. I've seen a bunch of videos and he fucked. I've seen, you know... Fucking animals being abused was probably the hardest one to watch. I've seen fucking people get hit by tires that have fallen off fucking cars and rolled down the fucking street and hit someone. I've seen people being electrocuted as they go up fucking fucking poles. I've seen people fall off roofs. I've seen people jump off bridges and buildings. I genuinely don't think there's anything left that could shock me. Oh, and also I can't not think about the hundreds of mass shooting videos I've seen or school shooting videos because I've seen fucking a lot of those I genuinely don't think there's anything left that would surprise me like you'd have to show me something truly grotesque something truly like hey okay if you showed me a video of an alien like, a, a, not, none of this fucking, there's a saucer in the sky, a real-life fucking alien that there's no way it's been deep fact, there's no way it's fucking any, no CGI or nothing, that may shock me. But besides aliens, besides fucking man-bear-pig, besides fucking a Yeti or fucking Bigfoot, I don't think there's anything left. I really don't think there's anything left that could shock me. Anyway... It looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. Episode 657. The White Fit for Us. With Zach Amico. Um, No Dave, he had some libertarian thing came up or some family thing. So instead we get Zach Amico, which is always a welcome, you know, a welcome audition. Like, you know, we don't really cover the Real Ass podcast on this podcast simply because it's that far behind. By the time I talk about it, the, the content is so ridiculously out of date, it's not funny. 
I can get away with two episodes of Legion of Skanks, and that's about it. Um, they talk more about Alex's trip to Italy. Um, Lewis claims that he believes that New York pizza is better than Italian pizza, which, you know, I don't know about that. The pizza literally comes from Italy. I, like, but that's the thing, like, and that was the next part is, like, when you travel overseas, sometimes the food is better, especially fast food. Like, I've been to, you know, fucking Singapore, and I've had Burger King, and it's really fucking good, you know? Whereas if I go to a shitty Chinese restaurant in Australia, it might not be as good as the, you know, the the Asian food I'd have in Cambodia or Singapore or Japan, etc., etc. So sometimes fast food is better overseas. Sometimes they just take better care with it, you know? Um, then they talk about some of the most beautiful porn stars they've seen in person. Um, Jay takes a shower every day like all fat people should. Like, and I know she's in the next room. She's going to hear this. But, you know, I, I walked up behind my partner and I was like, yeah, I'll just, you know, sneak my hand in here, you know. Just, you know, give it an old, give her an old oil check. And I pulled my hand out and... Boy, was it fucking strong. Boy, the smell was fucking pungent. And I went, when did you shower last? And she went two days ago. And I went, fucking hell. Like, I have to shower every day. It's a very rare instance I don't shower every day. Most times I shower twice a day. You know? Like, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll have a shower. Because it wakes me up, it freshes me up. And I'll have a shower when I get home from work. Because I've been around dirty fucking hick rednecks all day. Um, like fat people should wash every day. It's a simple, it's just, it should be low. If you're a skinny dude, you can get away with it, whatever. Um, cause uh, the next thing they talk about is that fat chicks have some of the nasty smelling pussies in the world. Like I've heard some, like I've had situations and I've heard stories of, you know, you're hitting it from the back and the smell just travels up and it hits your nose and it's like, it will clear out your sinus passages like a motherfucker. Um, they ask Alex, Alex, how do girls actually wash their pussies? Because Lewis has no idea how women clean their pussies, and to be fair, neither do I. You know, like, Lewis says that if he was a chick, he'd be shoving a bar of soap up there and just pushing it out. Now, to be fair, that wouldn't have been my guess, but, you know, because, like, it's an open wound, essentially. It's a, it's, a, it's a gash. It's a cut. Like, so I'm assuming it as apparently, you know, apparently you're not supposed to wash the inside. As Zach says, he calls it a self-cleaning oven. That's what a vagina is. It sort of cleans itself. So I suppose most women, what they do is they just wash the front. They just wash the lips and stuff. You know, I don't know. It, you would... You know, we're dudes. We don't really think about how women clean their cunts. You know, my main problem, my main concern is that it's clean. And if I'm horny, then I don't really care. But you would think as a man, like, how we clean our shit. Like, how do we clean our assholes? Like, you know, you give it a good scrub. You know, and if you're Big J, you, you poke a little finger in there just to try and get any residue around the rim. 
Um, then they talk about fucking, you know, no one douches anymore. Like, women don't douche anymore unless, you know, they stink fucking bad or they've got a, like a pH problem. No women does it anymore. So I want, I, I don't know if there's a particular reason for that. Just chicks don't do it anymore. Um, then Lewis talks about how he's gotten himself an espresso machine. So I guess yelling, babe, can you get me a coffee is now a dying job. It's, it's a job that's going to become very obsolete very soon. And Jay, surprisingly, not a fan of coffee. Like, doesn't like coffee. Which, to be fair, neither was I until I was about 20. And, you know, I worked in hospitality and coffee was around. I was like, would you like a coffee? It's free. Yeah, okay, I'll take anything that's free. And I was like, oh, this tastes like dirt, but I feel good. So, yeah, Jay, doesn't look, not a fan of coffee. There you go. You learn something new every day. Um, then they talk about what's one item in your house that you couldn't live without. And Lewis says... Not including, like, your TV or your phone. And I thought about it. And I was like, not including my TV or my phone, because that would be one and two. Probably my oven. Now, my oven's, you know, it's it's nothing fancy. It's not special. It, as a matter of fact, it gives me the shits half the time. But I couldn't live in a house without an oven. I just, I can't. I listen, I've got an air fryer, I've got a slow cooker, but I need an oven. I can't, I can't deal with anything, you know. I need a stovetop and an oven. I'm a simple man with simple tastes. Um, Zach says his air fryer and his water pick. Jay says his laptop and his speaker system. Um, yeah, like, I have a water pick and it's great, but I could probably live without it. I don't have a speaker system, but I could probably live without, live without that. But if I wasn't going to say oven, my other answer would have been headphones. I walk around this house with headphones in my ear almost constantly. I will be deaf by the time I am 35 <laughs> because of the amount of times I have my headphones in. I go to bed with them in. I wake up. The first thing I do is I put them back in my ear. The only time I take, the only times I take them off is I'm at work. I'm driving because I don't like having my headphones in when I'm driving or I'm in the shower. Any other time I've got headphones in. So it's probably headphones. Um, Lewis has also got a toothbrush that lights up when he uses too much or not enough pressure. So I'm assuming from what he's explained or he's said is you got the toothbrush in your mouth and then there's something on the mirror or there's something in front of him that like it lights up green if he's doing a good job, if he lights red if he's being too rough and it lights up yellow if he's being too much of a soft bitch. And it also makes a sad face if you don't brush for long enough. <laughs> Luis J. Gomez, <laughs> Gomez, go nuts, needs assistance brushing his teeth. Don't worry, Gomez, you always come through in the clutch. <laughs> what, a, what a complete waste of fucking money. It's ridiculous. Just buy a normal fucking electric toothbrush. Um... Yeah, and then anyway, they watch another Generation Hope video titled Racist Family Won't Adopt Black Kid. Um, apparently, the, these things are not being ironic. These videos are legitimately trying to make the world a better place. And I find it really hard to fucking believe. Anyway, 
would you as a white family, because I'm assuming 95 of my audience is white, and if you're not, like, um, I, I don't know why you're listening to this. My eyes have seen the glory of the trampling at the zoo. We've washed ourselves in niggers' blood and all the mongrels too. We're taking down the Zark machine, Jew by Jew by Jew. The white man marches on. But as I said, ninety-five my ninety-five percent of my audience is probably white. Would you adopt a black child, or as some people say, do a Michael Chandler? Because obviously Michael Chandler, UFC fighter. Country, fucking blonde hair, blue-eyed girlfriend, wife, whatever. Black kid. Sticks out like a sofa. Would you adopt a black child? And I sat there and I had a conversation with my partner and I went, would you do it? And she went, probably. Like, if we couldn't have kids, I, I don't see why the harm would be. And I went, yeah. Actually, I then I thought about it, like, yeah, I probably would too. Like, it saves you ever having to have that conversation of, like, you're adopted. Like, most kids are going to get to an age and they're going to sort of figure it out for themselves. You know, once they become self-aware, they're going to realize, yeah, I don't think that's my real mum and dad. You know, when, you know, mum and dad are listening to, you know, fucking country music or rock and roll and they want to listen to, you know, hibbity hibbity hop, they'll probably figure it out pretty soon. So it probably saves you a conversation. And they can grow up to be a fucking varsity athlete and make millions of dollars see that's some smart shit we should all be adopting black kids um anyway the moral of this generational hope video is only adopt white angels and black kids get um adopted by pedophiles anyway they at the end of this video they do this thing where they give like a post-credit scene you know like you know when movies like will have writing at the end, sort of giving a wrap-up of what happened after the movie. <laughs> For no apparent reason besides the fact they wanted to. At the end of the at the end of the video, it says, the white parents are in jail for 25 years for trying to steal a white child. For no apparent reason. They, they couldn't find a white child, and then they weren't allowed to adopt because they were mean to this little black kid. So they decided to just make up this fictional story that they tried to kidnap a white kid. <laughs> These generational hope videos are nutty. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> then we get to episode 658. Murderetta Killington with Ari Shafir, the bad bitch Kim Condon, and the leprechaun himself, Colm Terrell. Um... No Big J in this, so last, you know, the Zoom one, no Dave. Um, the live episode, no J. Like, Legion of Skanks is falling apart. Everything's going to shit. It's all fucking, it's all disappearing. It's come town 2.0. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. Anyway, Big J's flight was delayed. He, he couldn't make the show. So instead, guest hosting is the great Irish fear. And boy, does that dirty Jew make an entrance. From spitting beer in the air to wearing a shirt that says, I'd like to cram my big cock in your, cum your cunt hole. Let me repeat that. I'd like to cram my big cock in your cunt hole. You know. He was also wearing some sort of fucking luchador mask. It was really... Irish Fear knows how to make an entrance. Um, 
I, I wanted to actually see this, so I watched the YouTube part of it. How long have they been beeping out swear words on YouTube? How long the how many how how fucking long has that been happening? Like that that was new to me. And I'm a bit disappointed because I will not be watching the YouTube version anymore if you're gonna start beeping out swear words. Cause uh Beat it with all that dork shit, dude. <laughs> that's um where is it? It's here somewhere. It's here somewhere. What a gay ass bitch. That one. Anyway. Um Anyway, while Jay was on tour with Bert, um, someone sent him 400 oysters under the name Luis J. Gomez for no apparent reason. And I think they get more into this in the next Zoom episode they did. Um, So we'll talk about it next week. Anyway, why someone's done this, I have no idea. But we also learned that Jews Jews aren't allowed to eat oysters. They're not allowed to eat shellfish. Which I think is quite shellfish of them. Get it? Shellfish. Selfish. <laughs> Fuck you, laugh at my jokes. Oh, this is one of those podcasts. Told you, this is, this is just a calm down episode. Um, yeah, so someone sent fucking Big J 400 oysters for no apparent reason. Anyway, they talk about abortion being illegal now in 21 states. Um, they talk about killing babies like in famous death scenes in movies, you know, the old, you know. It's quite, this is a fucking dark episode. It is quite fucking graphic, you know, from American History X telling a fucking baby to put its mouth on the gutter and then, you know, you wouldn't even have to curtsy stop it. You could just lightly press, you know, ever so gently. You know, fucking the Terminator 2, you know, you could have a baby... Slowly raised down into a pit of molten lava. What else you got? Or you could do fucking trying to think. Oh, fuck it. Shit always fucking like I said, and I, and they say it in the episode. Like they, Big Jay's probably listening to this episode screaming at his fucking phone because of how many jokes he could have made. And I'm sitting there going, oh, that'd be easy. Like, just death scenes from movies. And I can't think of a single fucking one. Oh, come on, come on. I need one more. Fuck, my mind's gone completely blank. Oh, well. Never mind. I'm sure I'll think of one in a second. Um... They talk about how many abortions they've had to had or paid for. Um, Kimmy's Kimmy's awfully silent during this. Don't know why. If I wanted to see something all stretched out that disappoints black men, I would just look at Kim Congdon's pussy. Um, but Ari says that he said two. He had one with a twenty-year-old chick when he was thirty, and then he mentions another one that he had from the sounds of it relatively recently. Um. To be fair, Colin was relatively quiet too. But yeah, Kimmy didn't say much during that. Because you think he'd be like, oh yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. I've had like 20 abortions. Um, they talk about people posting pictures with their stillborns to get likes online. That's just fucking weird. Like, And I've never seen this before, but Dave had apparently seen it. I like they holding it up in like in a little jar. 
Is it like a jar with like formaldehyde in it and like a little stillborn baby? Or is it more like, you know, when you have newborn babies and you take pictures with them, you know, is it like those black and white pictures of two parents holding a stillborn child? Because that's fucking weird too. To be fair, it's all pretty fucking weird, isn't it? Um... Anyway, then they talk about mothers and fathers killing their babies with fire and stabbings because they were upset with Road v. Wade when really it was just an excuse for Lewis to talk about parents killing their children. I, I, I have no idea why Lewis would want to talk about a bunch of parents killing their children. Which is commendable because his son is a faggot. Um, anyway, and then... You know, they talk about journos who interview parents after they've lost a child in tragic circumstances. I sort of like when Joe Rogan interviews a fighter who's just been knocked the fuck out. It's it's upset. It's unsettling. Seeing a mother cry and talk about, like, children she's just lost and how, oh, little Timmy was my baby boy. I loved him so much. He just followed me around the house everywhere. And little Debbie was like my shadow. She was just like me. And it, it's really, this is a fucking, it's a dark episode. It's a really dark episode. Anyway, they lighten up the mood by telling a happy story of a kid who survived loss in rural Montana for two days, um, finding shelter in a shed, talking to himself. Until he was found by, I don't know, someone who was around. Um, you remember that episode of Family Guy where um, Quagmire walks into a toilet cubicle and he sees a to- like a college teen gagged and tied up? That's how a fucking pedophile would have reacted if he had, if that had been his shed. He would have walked in and been like, Dear Diary, jackpot, giggity, giggity, giggity. It's fucking, yeah, the kid got lucky in more ways than one. Um, and like I said, this is a dark episode. Then Colm asks, which race of baby would be, would you be able to throw the furthest? If you were in a baby throwing competition, which baby do you want? It's like bowling. You know when you go like 10-pin bowling or whatever and you look at the balls and you're like, well, that black one's... The holes are a little bit bigger on that one, but the orange one's a little bit rounder. But the holes... can't get my fingers in them. But the blue one's a little bit smaller and the holes are a lot bigger. It's a little bit like that. And the answer is obviously Asian babies. Because you've got an ample supply of them and boy, they'll fly through the air like it's no one's business. Um, it's also Bobby's birthday, what they're recording this episode. Happy birthday, Bobby, and all the work that he does getting these episodes out. Gas Digital Network, more like Gas Digital Not Work. Uh, they reminisce about how Bobby got to where he is as executive producer of Gas Digital from just rocking up every every week, just wanting to take pictures and just all in all being a fan, um, and then to how he once slut-shamed Alex for having a nips poking out on an episode of Legion of Skanks. It's come a long way. Like, it, it truly is. A, it's, a, it's, the, um, it's the American boy come good. It's a, truly a story that the American dream is alive and well. You can go from just rocking up at a racist Nazi podcast, taking pictures, being a fan, to eventually Lewis realizing that he needs a producer and he hires the first person he sees. That is the American dream, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Yeah, and then lastly, they talk about a trans skateboarder who's crushing a competition. And what's even more unfair than that is that she's 29, and the girl she was 
um, up against was 13. Um, Lewis then, Lewis thinks, or Lewis knows that he's a better skateboarder than Kim simply because he's a man. Yes, there are a few sports in this world where women are actually better at than men. And even the sports that women play predominantly, men are still pretty good at. Like netball. You see, netball, and I played it, and I can tell you this from first-hand experience, netball was for It's a fucking really gay sport. But men can probably beat women nine times out of ten. Beach volleyball. Chick sport. Men could probably beat chicks at that too. Like, I think recently, I, I don't know if this, how long ago this was, probably a meme or something, but there was a, a, a US soccer player. She was a female chick, and she was like, well, if boys think they're so much better than girls, then they should just come on the field and face us. And then it cuts to a news report going, uh, the uh, national U- US women's soccer team was recently beaten by a bunch of 14-year-old boys on the soccer field. <laughs> there's, few sport, there's few sports women would... You know, if the if the talent level and the skill level was roughly the same, there's few sports that men lose at. It's true. Anyway, and then Kim claps back saying that she's better at Call of Duty than Lois. So maybe we can turn that into a skank fest thing. You know, you can have the NBA 2K game with gun on the butt on the line with Big J and Lewis, and then you can have... Um, uh, Lewis versus Kim in a Call of Duty match where the loser gets a gun in their cunt. Speaking of guns and cunts, that is the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, as always, subscribe. Fucking, yeah, subscribe. Smash that like button. Be a, all in all, just a massive... <laughs> but seriously, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else you might find me at Pod. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Um, leave a rating or review. It helps us out greatly. Um, And as always, be sure to tell uh, a friend, a family member, or a woman who can no longer get an abortion about this podcast. And until next week, as always, I must now bid you and a Jew. So, goodbye, mwah, and good night. Bang! I'm just trying to get some mott sticks. Get down the sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. Shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. <laughs> shout out Orient Mulligan. You just need to come. Want me to make you come? Make you come.